Hello and welcome to the Steph Sanzaro podcast. My gosh, this feels really, really odd. We are diving into the very last episode of 2020. It is the 23rd of December and just a few days before Christmas. And I just wanted to say a massive thank you to each and every one of you who have listened to an episode this year to each and every one of you who are listening to this episode right now. I honestly cannot express my gratitude enough for being here and this year has been crazy. It has been almost the longest year ever. It could probably have been 20 years and I wouldn't even second guess it. I think that we began the year as the plant-based body podcast and a lot of you have seen that transition into the Steph Sanzaro podcast and while I have the moment I should all tell you that this podcast is a space for open and honest conversation, a space for my guests and I to lean into vulnerability and to talk about the things that are really important to us and the things that we want to raise awareness for. Wow. Mm. That message became really, really strong this year as myself and others out there really started to respect and to admire vulnerability. I truly believe in my heart that without vulnerability, we don't have true connection. And... I think through vulnerability and through connection, it helps us individually know that we are not alone in this world. And I don't know if I've ever told you guys this before, but that's my mission in this world. I grew up as an only child and feeling alone was something I was very, very used to. I was alone a lot and I went through a lot of things alone And sometimes I wish I could have had someone to guide me, to give me advice, to teach me. And for many reasons, I was also too scared to have someone do that to me as well because, well, opening myself up to someone and allowing them that space would also be allowing myself to be vulnerable and to be open to being hurt. But as I've you know, gotten older and as this podcast has progressed and we're now in the second year, vulnerability is the undertone of this whole entire podcast. And this year we have heard from some incredible guests, some incredible people. I've cried. We've all cried. I'm sure you've cried. It has been a huge year. And I honestly... I'm a little lost for words because it's grown into something that I never really expected as a little side hobby. This year, we made it to number 18 on the Apple podcast mental health charts with beautiful Jenna Hutchison and her episode reaching number five on the episodes charts. And that just blew me away. It was a powerful episode and if you haven't listened to it, then... I definitely suggest going back, but listening to every other podcast that we've done this year too, because everyone that I've spoken to and met and like had the pleasure of being in the same space as has just been so incredibly enlightening to me. And I know that I've learned so much 
and I have changed so much by having these conversations and I just hope that you two listening today have also been changed by these incredible people and their incredible, incredible words. So I guess final podcast for 2020, like what wisdom and what, what can I impart on you? And I have a little bit to say. I have a little bit to say. I know that for so many of you out there that this year has been a struggle. It has been a year that has made us all look at life completely differently and do life completely differently. I don't want to say the big elephant, but the global pandemic has changed everything for us. And I hope that not only negatively, I am choosing to see some really positive things coming out of this. I'm seeing people changing their priorities, focusing more on family, spending time in nature, people connecting, people talking, people opening up, people being vulnerable, people using mental health services. I think that among all of the rubble, that there are some beautiful little plants just weaving their way through and starting to sprout and to grow into beautiful flowers. And so it's been a hard year for all of us. And I've got to say personally, this has probably been the hardest year of my life. I have probably shared with you numerous times my health challenges after contracting dengue fever and typhoid fever in December last year. We just rolled through the one year mark since that happened. I honestly can't believe it because I feel like I uploaded that India audio blog like a few months ago, which it just blows my mind. But this year, my health and I've had to go back to basics with everything, you know, I've been stuck with the worst brain fog and fatigue and really, really limited working capacity. I have, feel like in myself, I, I haven't been able to achieve nearly anything that I really set out to do. And that's been a really big learning curve. And I hope that me telling you this right now, it imparts a little bit of knowledge into your brain because I thought that I was gonna do all of these things you know, I had really tangible goals that I wanted to achieve. And then this year, with a few different things happening, maybe you can relate, but a lot of them didn't get done. And it's actually been very, very positive because there's this looming expectation that we always have over ourselves, And other people impart that on us too. People do do that. And that can be really, really painful. But for me, it's been this massive change and this realization that it's okay to just be. That sometimes just existing is being productive. That resting is productive. And I want to let that settle in for a second and for you to really take that in. Why is that productive? Well, because you're building up again while you're resting, while you're just existing, you're focusing on your health, 
you're rebuilding those little blocks inside you and you're preparing yourself for what is to come. It is this contraction and expansion, this cycle of going inwards, having things feel like they've slowed down a lot. I feel like we've been in this massive stage of contraction this year, but I feel like we're all moving into a massive season of expansion because the world is slowly opening up again, at least in my area, which I'm so thankful for. But I'm starting to see people just like showing their real true selves and colors and being vulnerable. And that to me feels like expansion. It's a beautiful season to be in. And I have felt like I've been in a massive season of contraction this year. And I don't know about you, but it's been hard because you don't want to sit within the contraction. You don't want to sit within this like low you know, stage where you have to really focus inwards and like, you know, relearn everything and build everything up. We always want to be in expansion. But a forced contraction has actually changed my life. Getting sick changed my life. I find that I am so much more patient now with things and people around me. There is this like deeper sense of empathy towards other people and their struggles and what they're going through. I look at someone who is struggling or I hear a story and I actually really can't help myself but have tears in my eyes. It has taught me to be more kind and considerate and it's been really, really hard. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I can feel the emotions sitting behind my words right now that this year, being unwell, having lost my sense of identity completely you know, going from being a fitness instructor to, you know, weighing 10 kilos more and having limited ability to work, earn money, exercise and do all of the things. However, I, I feel like it's meant to have happened. I think that's a very, very controversial thing to say, but I've had time to read. I've had time to listen and learn to podcasts and ebooks. It's been... Maybe this has been expansion, who knows? But I do believe that we're like moving into this fresh new chapter and we have the choice now to set some really beautiful goals for ourselves. And I know that as the year closes, so many of us will be tempted to do New Year's resolutions. And I wanna really change that. I, I wanna get rid of this whole New Year's resolution thing because there's a massive stigma behind them now where we get into like December and then set them January and we put them into practice and then halfway through January, well, they're gone. We've either failed and we feel miserable about ourselves, the disappointment rolls through. So this year, I'm making this massive ban on New Year's resolutions and instead, it's just going to be about setting smart, goals. Now many of you have probably heard these SMART goals before, but we're looking at making goals that are specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound or timely. So basically, I know that I'm going to sit myself down in the next few days and I'm going to write in my journal. And I've already done quite a little bit of this, but it's really about what I want to call in 2021 
and what I'm letting go of in 2020. Now, this is a really, really beautiful way to gain some clarity and to work out what you want to do moving forward and the things that you want to gain out of 2021. Because like I said before, I think this year is really going to be very, very amazing for all of us. Because I have no doubt in my mind that like me, you have learned and you have changed and that you have grown in the last, oh, I said growed, grown in the last 12 months. There is no doubt inside me at all that you are not the same person that you were in 2019. There's just no way. There's just no way at all. I also know that we're moving into Christmas and I wanted to touch on this because I know from past experience that Christmas can be a really, really, really painful time. I have spent more Christmases alone than I can even really say. And many Christmases spent moving between house to house to house, going to, you know, everyone's different Christmas celebration and being in the car all the time and being completely exhausted. I've been at family functions filled with love and joy and laughter and having the best time ever. But I've also had Christmases where it feels like everyone's just there out of obligation and that no one really wants to talk to each other and that they're just there as a box ticking exercise before they move on to their next event. And so for years, I hated Christmas. I... I was the Grinch, actually. I was really negative. I hated Christmas movies, hated Christmas music because it reminded me of a time where, you know, I was split between my parents or there was just like this movie picture in my head where we see the perfect family Christmas and just knowing that that's not reality. And that was enough for me to say like, yeah, I hate Christmas. And hate is such a strong word and I really refrain from using such powerful words like that now. And I really disliked Christmas. But things started to change a little bit when I realized that like, I am in control of my own life. You are in control of your own life. Whatever outcome you want, you can be in the driver's seat. You can go after it. You can shape your own Christmas. You can make your own decisions. You do not have to do anything that you do not want to do. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to see anyone that you don't want to see. That is all within your power as an adult. We all feel like we have to go. That people are going to guilt us into doing things. And I'm here to be really controversial and to tell you that you don't. If someone makes you feel like crap if someone hurts you you don't have to go see them you really don't I just think that that might be the most controversial thing I ever say on this podcast but I just truly believe that we are the deciders of our own destiny and this year I have chosen to do things that fill my cup only and that's it it will be where I can offer the most love to the people around me that love, care and appreciate me and I love, care and appreciate them because that's what I've chosen. 
that's the life I choose to live, a life that lives in alignment with my values and I do things that serve me. I protect my energy and I want you to feel as though you are allowed to do the same, to have the self-awareness when a situation is making you uncomfortable and to remove yourself from it or to not partake in a a certain behavioral pattern because you feel as though it doesn't align with your values. I want you to know that you have a choice, that just because it's a holiday season and you think that someone is going to shame you or guilt you into doing something, too bad. Too bad what they think. Too bad what they say. You need to do what you want to do. Now, of course, I'm not telling you to be a selfish little brat. I'm just telling you to stand true to your authentic self and follow the path that you want to follow. I know that this Christmas is actually going to be really, really tough for many of you out there and, you know, for myself too. There are many people out there, and I don't know how many will be listening today, that are going to be celebrating Christmas through a screen, that are going to have to set up a Zoom call and eat Christmas dinner with their family through that screen. And I think there's a lot of toxic positivity and toxic gratitude that is thrown around that we should just be grateful because at least we have a family or at least we've got screens. But I feel as though that language is really dismissive because these people are going to be suffering. They're going to be really, really sad that they can't spend Christmas Day with their families and they need to know that these emotions are completely valid, that it's okay to be feeling these things. We shouldn't shame people for feeling sad and it's okay. It's okay for them to feel this way. We need to hold them and let them know that they are seen and heard and validate their experience. Each and every one of us is going to have a really, really different holiday season. And some people will be going it alone and other people will have the big family event. There will be people that come from this really beautiful home that looks like the Hallmark movies on Netflix that, yes, I have nearly watched all of. There are going to be those families, but there are also going to be people who come from broken homes that are going to have to choose a family to go spend the time with or they're going to be in the car half the day. It's going to be completely different. There may be people that are listening today that are not spending time with their family at all. Maybe they've decided that it serves them best and their energy best to not see their family at all and they're going to spend Christmas with their friends having friendmas. Whatever it is, it's okay. I think there needs to be a greater acceptance for difference. That it's actually natural, that we're all going to have a very, very different experience. And it's okay. We just need to be loving and kind and walk with compassion and to just be really sensitive to the people going through this holiday season that may have lost loved ones and maybe experiencing their first Christmas without someone. All we need to do is just carry love in our hearts. And I know how corny that sounds, but it's true. If we look at everyone through a loving lens, then we can soften 
There's no anger, there's no resentment. We can just soften and allow everyone to have their own holiday season experiences. And if you want to post about it and put it on social media, go for it. No one should shame you for that. And if you're having a shit time and you want to post about that too, then do that. It's okay. You're allowed to feel your feelings. You are allowed. I need you to know that. This is a mental health podcast and I want you to know that your feelings are completely valid. It's okay to go and cry in a room. It's okay to scream into a pillow. It's okay. So I guess that brings me to my next topic, which is how to cope with stress around the holiday season. And I am no expert whatsoever, but I am just going to share the few things that I will be definitely doing this holiday season so that I'm taking care of my mental health. Because in a time like this, like I said before, it can be really emotionally turbulent. And for me in the past, I've ended up crying on Christmas by myself, just watching Netflix and feeling really, really sorry for myself. But that's exactly what I needed to do. That's what I felt like doing and that was a very valid experience for me. But this year, I really want to choose to do things differently. So instead of getting stressed or sad, I'm going to put a few things into place and to remember a few things that are hopefully going to keep me aligned with my path that I'm choosing today on this very day. So when I'm feeling stressed, I actually tend to lean towards having a glass of wine and eating some pretty crappy food and then maybe binging a couple of things. Who knows? And I just don't find this energy and this behavior serving me at all. So this year, I'm going to try a few different things. I want to try walking around the block, clearing my head taking 10 really, really long, deep belly breaths, filling my stomach up and slowly exhaling through my mouth, inhaling again through my nose and the long exhale out my mouth. There's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot of running around for me this Christmas, driving two hours one direction and two hours the other direction and it's going to feel like a lot and my energy will be low but I'm going to protect my energy in other ways. I'm going to try and eat really, really well. I'm going to try and maintain my yoga routine. I always find that mindful movement is a beautiful thing to keep my mental health operating at a really, really high level. Also, I'm going to stay very, very connected to my friends, reaching out to them, checking in on them, making sure that they're okay. And I just really hope that These little ideas may put something in your head right now too that invite you to do the same. I also will be staying away from caffeine because that is my number one anxiety inducer. My whole body literally starts shaking and jittering and my teeth start chattering and it's just not a good thing when I'm in an anxious way. So I'm definitely going to be staying away from that. Now, I also know that this has been a magical year and that there may be a little bit of jet lag as we move into 2021, as we let go of this really, really heavy energy, really heavy energy. So like I said before, if it serves you, take a journal out and write a few different things. What does my 2021 look like? 
What are you manifesting? What are you calling in? Where is it that you can see yourself? Write all of these things down. Hopefully it sheds you and you can feel like you can just shake off that energy and that you can walk into 2021 really, really, really confidently. I guess that's all I've got for today. And I'm sorry for talking your ear off, but there are a few things that I really wanted to leave you with before I say goodbye for 2020. Wow, another year gone, just like that. I hope you all have a really safe and wonderful holiday season. I hope that it is filled with love and that it is filled with joy, but I also hope that it is filled with self-acceptance, self-kindness, self-care, self-compassion, and self-love. All of these things I want for you moving forward into 2021. So that's enough from me. I will see you all in the new year.